This is your Other Brothers Podcast. to your other brother's podcast, Navigating Faith, Homosexuality, and Masculinity Together. I'm your host, Tom, from the Jewel of the Blue Ridge, and I'm so glad you're here. And this is an exciting episode because we are bringing back the OG squad, Team OG, from, what? gosh, what do I call these locations? I'm trying to remember. The land of the Midwest. Do we have a better name for this geographic location that you're from, Dean? Dean, it's Dean. What's up, Dean? Hey, guys. And I'm from the Mid-Best. Oh, yeah, the Mid-Best. Gosh, you you can tell that we had a hiatus, right? Because I've forgotten everything. (laughs) How does this show work? Who who am I? Um, What I haven't forgotten, though, is from the land of enchantment, from far yonder out west, it's our dear brother, Matt. What's up, Matt? What up? And uh, I think it should be more like uh, land of entrapment. Because once you live here, you can't leave. And whenever entrapment, yeah, and the whenever land of enchantment, you tra- land of entrapment, I like it. Yeah, and uh, here, here's the thing: if uh, you try to leave, you always come back. So that's mm. that's always the case. That's why we call it land of entrapment. So you never Very leave. Nice. Is that because yeah, I've never heard this before. Is that because legally you can't leave? <laughs> legally, you're just so enchanted well, by the beauty of it all, aren't you? That's debatable. So that's what yeah. I was wondering. I feel like maybe it's called entrapment because there's a legal reason you can't actually leave, not because it's so beautiful. That's what they try to pass off. That's what they yeah. have. That's what the hot air balloons really are about. People are still trying to get out of there and they keep landing back in the land of entrapment. Exactly. I mean, I, I think I think you kind of got um what's what's going on here, like deep state type of thing. So uh, be quiet with that. Um, I can't leave. And this is a sign for help. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> well, Matt, whether you're, whether you're entrapped or enchanted or both, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad both of you guys are here. I just, I said it at the top. Y'all are team. I'm OG. glad I'm here. Do you know, do you know why? Matt, I know. Cause you always want to be on the podcast. It's like exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you want to be on more. I know I get it, but this is what I want to say. Cause you're cutting me off. I'm trying to prop you up. Um, Team OG, uh, Dean and Matt, you guys have been with me from the beginning of this whole endeavor. You're the brothers. And so moving forward, you know, it's my hope that we get to incorporate y'all more often as well as we do this podcast. Um, and so when you, for all of our listeners, we have, you know, Jacob and Ryan, and we love them too, but they're team new school. They're, they're kind of the new kids on the block. And I do episodes with them, but then we have Matt and Dean and they're like my, like we go back to kindergarten. It's like the metaphor that we've been friends our whole lives. And we're doing these episodes now. And every once in a while, you might see a crossover of old school, new school. But um, but I'm really excited for just like these uh, the bouncing back and forth, old school, new school, and maybe we mix up some some of the cast here and there. But I'm excited, and, and we'll of course have other voices from our community as well popping in from time to time. But um, but I'm excited to have you guys back after the hiatus because this is my first time talking to you on the podcast in many many months. And so first thing I wanted to put out there is just get a quick. Get a little quick catch up. What have y'all been up to? I talked to you guys individually on the Corona Convo cast. We did several episodes one on one. Some of my favorite episodes, honestly, were with you guys. They were really great 
Dean and I, Dean and I did a whole episode on parks and recreation. Like what yes. in the world? We just did because why not? It was the coronavirus and we were losing our minds and trapped and what were we gonna do? And then Matt, we, you, had, we, you and I had some great conversations too about faith, about the virus, about how it's affecting all of our lives. So, so what's the quick update? Let's go, let's go around the horn. Let's go, I don't know, whoever, whoever wants to go first. Like what have you guys been up to in the last couple months? Age before beauty, Matt. Okay, so since I'm the pretty one here, um, let me see. <laughs> oh, okay. So one thing that you forgot to mention besides uh, our um, Corona, uh, Corona Convo cast is that you forgot to mention Native American stuff. I talked about that. That was the last conversation that you had. Oh, with yeah. me. Come on, Tom. No, that was good. Come on. We, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. And we talked about um, some Native American words, didn't we? Yes. No, no. We, 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 I, I mentioned a few words. Well, well, okay. So if you guys... Uh, have oh, yeah, you listened to salt it? Clan. Yeah, um, part of it. Yes, yes uh, Coyote Pass. Clan. Yeah, Coyote Pass and uh, Salt Clan, and then there's uh, two other ones. So if you guys want to listen to that, uh, go back to the Corona Cast, and it's talking about the Napa Nation and reservations. So it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's not the Corona Cast; it's the Corona Convo. Oh my gosh! Oh henceforth known as the Your Other Brothers Convo Cast. Okay, so, so let's get that. Let's get our branding straight. Thank you. We will link to the. Hello. Yes. We'll have a yes. Link. Okay. So here, here, here's an update on me. Besides me wanting to strangle Tom right now, um, is that um, Matt? I have an autoimmune disease. You have to be nice to me. <laughs> I really don't need to. I could basically kill you, and you could go to heaven right now. So, yeah. Oh, please, Lord. Please, Lord. Yes. <laughs> no. Continue. What? what okay. Were you gonna say? Why do you want to strangle me now? Uh, because you're just being annoying right now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I can tell you why. So when I first signed on with Dean real quick, then I'll let you continue talking. When I first signed on with Dean, he was like, wow, you're really hyper. You're really energetic. Are you, what's wrong? And I was just like, you know, I'm just getting in the zone. I had a lot of coffee today and I knew I was recording today. Um, but then I thought about it because I went to treatment yesterday. I had my first treatment, which I'll thoroughly discuss in a moment. But I literally have drugs in my body I've never had before. So maybe this is the new me. Maybe I am just annoying now. High energy, Probably. Tom. Yeah. Okay. But we want you to shut up because we're talking about me. <laughs> Okay. Go back. Talk okay. about yourself. Okay. So since the last time we talked, uh, the, an update was, um, um, unfortunately, uh, we had another death in the family and it was because due to COVID-19 and, uh, yeah, so that was a, a bit hard as well. Family took it uh, pretty, pretty hard. Um, yeah. Uh, cousin of mine passed away three weeks ago. We had the funeral, um, like a few days after we, we had to do it quick. And, uh, then after that we had to disperse, but, uh, there's that. Um, let me see. Another um, update is that real quick, Matt. I want to yes. jump in on that because I don't want to gloss over that. Like that's, I mean, as of this recording, I, I hate having to repeat myself because I have to remind myself this episode could be listened to five years from now, ten years from now. People are like, "Wait, passed away from what?" And as we're recording this, we're we're still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic here in America. It's getting seems like it's getting worse and worse. We keep thinking it's almost over. We're getting on the down going on the downhill now, but we're still, still struggling. There's a lot of people dying and affected by this as we're, as we're doing this. And it hits super close to home with someone in your own family. And I, you know, I'm starting to know people now or friends of friends, at least who have been affected by the virus. And um, yeah, just condolences go out, Matt, to your family and, and this whole situation. Cause it's just crazy that it just keeps escalating and keeps going. And we keep waiting, waiting for the other side, whatever the other side even looks like. So, but anyway, yeah. like what, yeah. What else, what else is up with you? As of right now, I'm actually missing church. So uh, every Wednesday night, I go to a, a church and we're going through the whole Bible. 
Um, and I'm missing that, but it's only because I care for you guys. I love you guys. And I actually don't, I, I kind of want to strangle Tom right now. So yeah. I feel the love. I'm so glad Matt, that you sacrificed your time in the group tonight. Hopefully you're just missing something from first Chronicles or something that doesn't. Uh, we're actually in uh, second and third John and going to be in the uh, oh. book of Jude. Yeah. Oh, dang. That's some good stuff. Well, yep. And I'm, I'm missing that because that... of you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm honored that you would take the time to talk about, I didn't even say what we're talking about today. My goodness. In the intro, I always say, this is what we're talking about. Guys, by the way, today we are talking about side A friendships, question mark. And we're going to talk about what that even means. If you don't know what side A is, I guess you just got to stick around and listen as we talk about it. So we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But first, before we do, we need to go to Dean and hear any updates on your end, Dean? What have you been up to since Parks and Rec came back into our lives? I think that's the last time we recorded with you. That, that was the last time. I first yeah. want to say that I don't appreciate your knock against First Chronicles. The post-exilic oh, no. record of the history of the kings of Judah is very important to understanding literature in the Old Testament. I'm sure it is. It's sure very it is. critical. And the, the it first, is. And the first I, I have to agree. Yeah, the first 10 chapters that recount the genealogy are critical to understanding where the people of Judah were coming out of the Babylonian exile into Jerusalem to rebuild it. And that sets up a lot for the post-exilic prophets and prepares us for the historical path to understanding the Gospels. So just saying... No, I apologize to our First Chronicles <laughs> Facts. lovers out there. Facts, right there. Um, but to my own credit, I'm going to give myself credit. If you were to, to think of a book of the Bible that doesn't matter on the spot, what would you come up with? Not to say that there isn't a book of the Bible that doesn't matter, but in a jokey way, what would you say? And the thing that came to my mind was First Chronicles, and that is clearly the correct answer. Uh, so just, no, the correct answer would be... We're just going to move on. The correct answer would be Ecclesiastes, because it literally, no. the theme is vanity of vanities, all is vanity. No. If you're going to say doesn't matter choose the book that says nothing matters easily a top five it's a great (laughs) ironic choice (laughs) i love it we're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree on that one but uh no dean for reals for realsies though what have you been up to (laughs) what's what's going on in your world in the mid best in the mid best uh in the midst of all the pandemic and everything i actually started a new job um, I lost, yeah. yeah, I lost my jobs because of the pandemic and was out without work for a while. Uh, but the church I've been a part of for the past, uh, almost year now, um, brought me on as the discipleship pastor. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, it's been a great, uh, that's been fantastic. It's been interesting coming on board uh, a church in the middle of a pandemic because there is no ministry as usual because there's nothing as usual. Uh, so that's been fun, uh, fun to work out. Um, otherwise, life is just, I mean, in the mid-best, we are, uh, we've been, my state is one of the more, has been one of the strictest states in, in the nation in regards to uh, shutdowns and everything like that. So we had a lot of early shutdowns and they've gone on for a long time. So we're a little more open than some states right now, but we're even starting to get to a point where we're seeing some small spikes. So we had to, we've had to adjust some things this week, uh, in my specific area of the state. Um, uh, my, one of my brothers, uh, came down with COVID. Um, he was exposed to it and it ended up exposing my parents. So we were worried that my parents being, um, 
uh, in the high risk category of what would happen to them. They did not contract it. My brother was in the hospital for a few days. Um, fortunately, um, he, w- he did get better and was able to go back home. But we had, that was, you know, you talk about people being affected by it. Um, that was, yeah, that was, that was a lot to hear that and know how much it could affect the rest of my family. Um, and that's why when Matt had mentioned Matt and I've been talking, you know, my heart goes out to Matt and I've been praying for his family during this time dealing with that loss. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know of many people that aren't being hit close to home in some way. And, um, again, I was, I was fortunate that my brother's health, uh, was such that he contracted COVID and then was able to recover. Not everyone is that fortunate. Um, so otherwise, Life continues with a with a wife and child, a child who is about as sarcastic as Matt is. So, whoa, you got a little, you got a little eight on your hands, maybe. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have an eight on my hands. Seven. Whoa. I'm thinking. I hope so. That. I hope so. Oh, this is I, like exciting news. I think she's an eight wing seven because if you give her too many options, she like freezes and can't con- like she cannot handle more than three options for something because then she just she can't make up her mind. She can barely handle two options for anything. Um, so yeah, the, uh, I'm pretty sure she's like an eight wing seven or a seven wing eight. There's but yeah, cool. <laughs> I love typing toddlers. <laughs> so I'm looking at my new, cause I had a, a quick update family update for me. I have a brand new niece in the world now. So I have two nieces now and obviously it's hard to type a uh, three week old, but, but the three-year-old, you know, all of a sudden I'm starting to notice personality coming out and I'm having, I have theories. I'm not going to say them on the air, but I have theories of what she is or, or is turning into. And it's, it's kind of interesting to like, to know what I know about the Enneagram and think, okay, how can I be the best possible uncle I can be knowing what she's motivated by and um, just what makes her her, what makes her great. So I'm excited to uh, to implement that as like as of right now, the closest I can get to parenting, which is not at all parenting. But I'm excited to be a fun uncle, Uncle Tom. It's going to be so great. Um, I'm glad I'm glad Enneagram came back up because I I really love the 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 triad that we form here because we have a two, a four, and an eight in the room, and we all kind of go to each other in a triangle. Like when I'm healthy. Uh, or when I'm unhealthy, rather, I become, I take on Dean's more negative qualities. When Dean's unhealthy, he takes on a lot of Matt's unhealthy qualities. And when Matt's healthy, he takes on a lot of Dean's healthy qualities. And so, and when Dean's unhealthy, he becomes a lot of me, a lot of my unhealthy. So it's, or actually no, when Dean's healthy, I'm sorry. If anyone's confused, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to bring, I had to bring this up, but needless to say, I am, I just love, I love the vibe y'all. I told you we're, we're the old school, old school crew. We, we have this energy that, that just goes back where we're basically the winning team and the new uh, people are the losing team. So mm. we yeah. are destiny's child yes. and the new people are fifth harmony. Yes. <laughs> Jacob and Ryan is that? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I agree with that. So or sorry, not sorry. Can we do one direction? No, God, no, we, no, no, no. We are destiny. We're destiny's child. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with being Destiny's child? I don't know. I I never got that. <laughs> yeah, it shows. This is how Matt and I bond. When I try to when I struggle to find like connection, I was like, "Oh, Matt, do you hear the new Hillsong United album?" And then we riff on that for like hours. Yeah, <laughs> so we do. We do. If I if I reach a crisis point in the conversation today, I will um, bring up Hillsong and we'll we'll be able to recover the conversation. 
that always, yeah. always works. Um, well, it's good to hear from you guys. So again, recapping Dean, congrats on your job. That's incredible. Um, during a time of financial insanity, uh, a lot of job loss and, and craziness going on in the world right now. So that's really awesome that you have that security. Um, that's, and to be doing something you love and, pa- and are passionate about is really awesome to hear. Um, and again, another sobering, just like, man, sorry to hear about all the craziness that this virus is affecting you with. No doubt so many listening. I mean, I can't even imagine all of our listeners who all has been affected by this, whether they know somebody or tragically, yeah, if they've lost somebody, a loved one, like heart goes out to you, prayers go with you guys listening, um, continue to be safe, make good choices. This is like a crazy thing that we're all in together. And so hopefully, um, hopefully we're going to get there sooner than later. But um, as it is, we're, we're always glad. I'm glad this is our second episode back from our break and um, excited to kind of just get back into this regular flow and, if nothing else, to give you guys an hour, hour and a half of just a little bit of an escape, a little bit of a, you know, maybe a stimulating conversation and something that you haven't thought about before, um, maybe things that you have, and hopefully here, at least in the intro part, a little chance to just kind of relax with us and, and uh, enjoy. Pull up a chair, because you're always welcome here in the Yobcast. Before we get to the announcements, um, I did want to give a quick update on my disease, because that is a thing that I introduced in our last episode. Um, being a four is not necessarily a disease. Oh, oh. <laughs> You mean that's normal. I can be a normal human and also be an Enneagram four. No, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, yeah, autoimmune disease life, man, it's it's fun. It keeps going and going. Um, real quickly, because you know, I if you follow me on social media, I post, you know, fairly frequently about my updates there. So I don't need to go on it too long. But um, as this just happened yesterday, as I already referenced, I went to the hospital. Uh, I had my first treatment uh, for immunosuppressants. I sat in a recliner chair. It was actually quite lovely. It was a great day. Sat in a recliner chair with a view of the Blue Ridge Mountains, had this little IV tower attached to me so I could drag it around, go for a walk around the building, go to the bathroom. So I was like, it was like not as crippling as I thought it'd be. I was expecting like hospital bed and straps and hospital gown. And, you know, I just like all the dramatics of what my last experience in the hospital was. So this one was so freeing. I had my laptop. I was reading. A woman came, get this, you guys, this was for free. A woman came and asked if she could give me some healing. She was kind of, she kind of was like one of those super spiritual types, you know, like a Christian or something. No, I don't know. Um, she, um, she gave me a list of things that she could do for me, like a shoulder massage or, um, this thing where you like touch, like briefly, like you touch your whole body for like energy or something. And then she also asked, and the other item on the list was a foot massage. And I'm not a big like massage person. I've had one or two massages in my life and they never really did anything for me. Um, but I did tell her that, through this disease with my crippling joints and swelling and muscles. I was like, my feet have kind of hurt for a while. Um, so I was completely open to a foot massage and she gave me a free foot massage. She was wearing gloves and she put like this lotion on them and she was squeezing them and rubbing them. And it was, <laughs> it was quite lovely. So I had this foot massage, free foot massage in front of the Blue Ridge Mountains while IV and IV dripped um, drugs into my system that will hopefully kill off these horrible white blood cells that are destroying my body. So uh, I'm gonna do that for the next three weeks, every week for the next three weeks, go up there for a couple hours and just kick back, relax, have my feet rubbed. And, uh, and it's, gonna be, it's gonna be so fun. I, and again, I don't know if it's affecting me. I feel super bubbly today. I don't know why that is uh, other than the caffeine that I also consumed today, but um, I feel great. And thank you guys for praying, for reaching out. I got so many messages of support. Um, it's just been really, it's, been a blast to feel the love from all literally all over the world um so continue to pray for me pray for remission that is the one word if you're gonna think of my name 
and pray for me, attach it to the word remission that I reach that state sooner than later. And um, hopefully, hopefully the rest of 2020, if not going, certainly going into 2021 is kind of a better, uh, kind of get the gears going in a better way. So that's the quick update from my neck of the woods. This whole time that I told the story, Matt and Dean were on mute and making faces at each other. I think having some sort of like back and forth of innuendos about an older woman rubbing my feet. Yeah, no comment, no comment. To each other. I do kind of wish that part of the Yablog could have been just a video of Matt and I going back and forth that entire time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day, maybe one day you guys will have bonus video footage of our podcast because it's, a, it's honestly kind of tragic that for 60 plus episodes, you haven't been able to see what we all see on a regular basis. It's quite... Quite something. It's quite a production, honestly. But we got to move on, y'all. We got to move on. We got to get to the announcements, and we got to get to our discussion on Side A Friends. Okay, so rolling into the announcements, I need to give a gigantic shout out. I mentioned on our last episode, our first episode back from the break, that we've had this phone number for a while, the Yab line, as I call it, and a few people have used it over the last, I don't know, year, year and a half, however long it's been in existence. Um, but it hasn't been really super, super frequently utilized. We we played a couple messages on Yabalogs that are that our Yabbers can listen to from Patreon. Um, but I've, I've during the break, I was like, I really would love to incorporate this Yab line and having the listeners be featured on the actual show, the Yabcast, if, if they have something good to say, like let's, let's have them say it and let's put it on the show. And so I reintroduced, I mean, we've had the number again for the last year or so. Um, and I said, hey y'all, call, please. If you hear something in this episode that triggers a memory, a story, some questions, like I want to hear them. And if you don't mind putting your literal audible voice out there, I'd love to play it on the show. So not only did we get one, we got two people who did that. And I just want to play those messages now. Because again, first, first person, got to give a huge shout out to him because I announced that if we get a call, they're going to win something. They're going to win some pride. They're going to win a merch, some sort of merch item from your other brothers, which currently does not exist, but it will. It will soon. So, um, so first, let's listen to that message. Thomas Mark Zuniga. I was going to email you, but I decided to leave a voicemail um, in hopes of winning some merch. LOL, JK. Anyway, I wanted to let you know that I've been praying for you, my friend, and I was so glad to hear your health update on the podcast from last week. Your response to this new thorn, if you will, Kind of made me think of uh, 1 Peter 1, where Peter says that sometimes now we, uh, if necessary, we are in various trials so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, just like gold when it's uh, refined, passes through the fire. Genuine faith survives the fires of life. And so you just hearing you, your response to this, you're running to God rather than away from him when faced with this, is such a confirmation that you're his child, right? It's beautiful. So beautiful. Praise God. Can I get a witness? Anyway, and you, you, Ryan and Jacob, knocked it out of the park with this podcast. It was super encouraging to me, especially the section on uh, gratitude about your sexuality. Uh, you guys came back with a vengeance here. Uh, Jacob talking about how he's grateful 
Well, sexuality is given this opportunity to grow, to develop, to learn in ways that he doesn't feel like he would otherwise. You brought up the community, brotherhood, and friendship that you found on this journey with your sexuality. And then Ryan taught me how I can worship God every time I see a beautiful man. What a gift. <laughs> Grace and peace. Man, that is awesome. Thank you so much for your call. and. You will be getting the Yab merch item soon. So stay tuned for that. I will I will be in touch. This guy, he is he's a fair, fairly regular attendee of our Zoom rooms that we have with our Yab community. So I'll be I'll be talking to you very soon. Thanks for calling in. And we also got this other message from Mike. He left a message of just great support. So let's take a listen to that. Tom, this is Mike. I just love you. I am so grateful that you are back ministering to us. I'm very, very selfish. I, I've been praying for you just to hear you guys talking again tonight. Jacob and Ryan and you, um, it's, it just fits like an old shoe. A good old shoe though. I mean, um, I feel like I'm in the room with you and you said, well, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder why people even listen. Are, are there people listening? And I can't believe people are listening. Um, Absolutely. Because you've just torn down barriers um, in your heart and then, of course, on your lips and you give us words of consolation constantly. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm just like, again, some the emails, the comments, the, the phone calls now, the support's coming in. I'm super grateful for all of you guys for listening. Um, please, if you want to call, respond to anything that you hear in this episode, um, please, please do. 706-389-8009. Um, call 24-7 anytime. Leave a brief-ish message and you can introduce yourself or not. You can be anonymous or not. It's totally up to you. Um, but yeah, huge shout out to those guys for calling. And um, we may have another call featured later in this episode. So stay tuned. If you would like to call me directly, you may call 8675-309. Thank you. Dean, that's so nice of you to have that much access. And Thank ask for, for Jenny. <laughs> okay. That's my street. Yeah, y'all keep keep the Yob line handy in your phone. Save it in your contacts. Put it on speed dial if you still have that capability. Um, that way you can call us anytime. You're ready at any moment to give us a call and to be featured on the show. How cool is that? That you can have 45 seconds of fame on a low to mid-rated podcast. Amazing, right? <laughs> I just had a major flashback to having speed dials and now I'm kind of oh, stuck man. in the year like 2000. I know, speed dials. I'm thinking about top eights from MySpace. I'm thinking all kinds of just like retro, retro things that aren't, people don't, the kids don't know anymore. Gen Z, they're all on TikTok. They don't know anything. I know. They don't know what we went through. In addition to calling us another amazing way, which so many of you have done to support us, is by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. So if you find your other brother's podcast, if you have a few moments to take the time and rate and review us, it really does help us out in a huge way. And I wanted to give a quick update on our Patreon because last episode I put out a goal for all of our listeners that if you enjoyed the Your Other Brother's Corona ConvoCast, soon to be the Your Other Brother's ConvoCast, we would love to bring it back. And we set a goal of 200 patrons. So when we hit 200 patrons, we will do the Your Other Brother's Convo cast 
every other week I've decided I was a little unsure if I could do like every other week or once a month or whatever, but I really like the idea of bouncing back and forth, doing a, your other brother's podcast, doing a convo cast. So you have a, a short form and a long form every single week. Um, again, expect, except for those pesky months that have five Fridays, which throws everything off. But for the most part, that's my goal is to get a podcast in your ears every single week, whether it's 90 minutes or 20 minutes. And, um, we just need, we just need some more patrons. That's all. So as of our previous recording, now this could change because the internet is fluid and people make decisions all the time. I don't know what's going to happen by the time this comes out, but as of our last episode, we had 185 patrons. As of this recording, we have 187. So we are creeping closer. We are 13 patrons away from this goal. So if you've never supported Yab, if you've heard about our Patreon, you've heard about the Yabbers group, you've heard about the Yabalog and Zoom rooms and all this lingo. Uh, if you're curious about learning anything about that, you can go to your other brothers on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash your other bros. And you could be one of the next 13 people to bring us over the top. And I would love to start doing ComboCast where maybe Dean and I will talk about Supernatural for a whole episode. Maybe I'll watch the premiere and like, we'll talk about it. Or Matt can teach me more Navajo words, or we'll talk to some of our other Yab, Yab authors that we've gotten to talk to um, as I did those 20 plus episodes. So um, so yeah, if you want to become a Yabber, now's never been a better time because there is you, you have a clear impact on our legacy and our destiny. So take it upon yourself to contribute and we would love to have you aboard. It's a fun, it's a fun, really swell community. I love, I love our group. Don't you want more one-on-ones with Matt? <laughs> I know I do. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> or Matt, we could do like, we could do a longboard episode where we both longboard the whole time for 20 minutes. How fun would that be? <laughs> I'm, I'm freaking down for that. You would hear and wheels I on see, concrete no, no. the whole time, but it would add to the aesthetic. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, I well, I did longboard during one of the the the, the combo casts. The last like um, ten seconds. If you guys heard it? Yeah, and that was great. And if you guys want uh, that to happen, um, it's going to happen anyways, whether you guys like it or right, not. It's like it'll but, either happen I mean, seven years from now, or or potentially next month. If we get it, if we hit the goal that yeah. soon. So it's up to you guys. So yeah. seven years from now will be Matt's next appearance on the podcast because that's on top schedule. Like last time. If we yeah. go according to history, yes, that is, exactly, that is exactly right. But no, I hope Matt will be on sooner than that. And then Dean, I better Dean, be. for our next one-on-one podcast, we will do something that involves no exercise whatsoever. I'm all for that. No exercise at Ooh. all. Because <laughs> after recording this, I am currently snuggled into my bed. Mm-hmm. ready to sleep. You look quite cozy and quite comfy. I hope this conversation keeps you keeps you going that we're about to dive into because it's a good one. I hope so. But if you do start to hear me snore, I apologize. It's not because you're boring. It's because I'm tired. You're tired. And I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate Matt for taking time away from his church. Um, and I appreciate all of you guys for listening. Before we get to the episode, we need to thank our sponsor because we're talking about sides today. We're talking about so many sides, you guys. Um, a big shout out And this sponsor really needs our help, you guys, because our sponsor today is Coins, and Coins needs our help, because I don't know if you guys know this, but we have, in America currently, a coin shortage. For some reason, there's no coins. Where did all the coins go? We don't know. No one's spending them, or they're all in grandma's gigantic mason jars or something. We we don't know. We don't know where the coins have gone, but you go everywhere. Not everywhere, but a lot of places, you'll see signs where they're like, we need coins. Please give us your coins. Do you have coins? I was... I was just at a store in, in the North recently and they would give away free coffee and donuts if you could bring them coins. Like what, what is this? What is this world that we're in? So 
big shout out to Coins for sponsoring this episode. If y'all have coins, go take them, go spend them, put them in circulation. Um, don't hoard them for yourself because apparently our economy needs them, even though our economy's sinking quickly. Like, spend your coins and um, thank you, Coins, for sponsoring our discussion today as we talk about the sides of our faith and sexuality and what all what all that means as far as our friendships go. So, well, that 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 wasn't disappointing at all. <laughs> so, thank you for uh, reminding us about what we're going through right are now. You, Thanks a lot, Tom. Are you being, you are you being sarcastic like Dean's daughter? <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. See, the sponsors are usually terrible, and I hate them. And this one's even worse somehow. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is worse is. somehow. You see, the magic of editing, I will edit Dean's words to say that this week's sponsor is the best because we can't diss our sponsor because then why would they sponsor our show? It makes no sense. Um, I can very so. easily diss the sponsor. <laughs> I will comment on the post in every arena and say the sponsor I'll set, I'll set a code on our website that makes sure you don't say anything bad about our, our beloved sponsors because we are so grateful to be covered in support. <laughs> With what? You all the nickel. You don't have cover. coins. If you're gonna cover us in coins, no wonder there's a coin shortage. You know how many nickels it takes to cover this luscious body? <laughs> no, I literally have no idea. Um, we can find out if you <laughs> let's like. continue. If you would like to find out how many coins it takes to cover Dean's body, please support us on Patreon or submit your estimate by calling us at seven zero six three eight nine eight zero zero nine. Thank you. Um, you guys, we're talking about side A friendships. Let's get into our main discussion here today. Um, and this is an interesting one. It's kind of out of left field in a way, because I have a lot of topics that are more like closer to my, the, the front of my brain as I'm looking at, okay, what are some really important ones we haven't talked about yet? Or some of our classic episodes that we're going to be redoing soon. Um, so this one, this one wasn't one that I initially, as we were talking, the three of us about a topic, wasn't one that was on my immediate radar. But as we started talking about it, as I started looking into it, I saw a lot of good content, at least from my perspective, I have some stories to share. And I trust because you're on this episode that you might have some perspectives to share as well. I don't, I, otherwise I don't know why you signed up to, to this episode, but <laughs> we're going to trust that. Um, but yeah, we're talking about side A and side B and particularly relationships that we as side B quote unquote folks of faith have with side A folks of faith. Um, and I guess the first thing, very first thing we need to do is define what in the world we're talking about, because there was a time where all of us, we didn't hear those terms. We were like, wait, side A, what's, what letter am I? And you had to like look it up. And I always forgot, am I A or B? Which which side am I on? I have no idea what team I'm playing for. And I'd have to look it up and be like, oh yeah, that's that one. And that's that one. Um, Dean, do you have a concise history? Because we talked about this. We actually did an episode. Um, I forget who was on the episode, forgive me. But it was episode 41. We did an episode called Why Side B and why we walk this path that we walk with our faith and our sexuality. Um, so we define the terms and the labels there, but Dean, do you want to give a quick recap? Because I feel like you're pretty knowledgeable in this arena. Uh, sure. Uh, the best way I can describe it is side A would be an LGBTQ individual who believes that the Bible um, affirms same-sex sexual relationships. Uh, a side B individual in its most basic form and most general form would be an LGBTQ individual who believes that the Bible does not affirm or condone same-sex sexual relationships. Um, side B specific would say that any sort of relationship that is non-sexual between two people of the same sex is okay. Do not have sex. 
Uh, if you go deeper into the spectrum of non-affirming, if you include side Y and side X, there's varying degrees where side X says that even identifying as LGBTQ plus would be considered sinful. Side Y is in between. Side B has no issues with identifying as LGBTQ plus. Simply guard your actions against same-sex sexual relationships. So in general, that would be the two the two sides, side A and side B. Beautiful. That was so... I, I was like, I could try this, but I've been already been talking a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm sure Dean has it he's he's so good at this stuff like i'm sure he has it all laid out that was beautiful and i say side b for because i know there are a lot of people in our community and listening we have a very diverse readership listenership so there might be folks in our community who don't identify as side b and maybe they fit more into x or y um, or maybe they just don't like any of those labels and they're just like maybe they identify as lgbtq maybe they identify as ssa or same-sex attracted or whatever your label we're not here to necessarily dive into labels and the theology of this because that is its own long wonderful conversation what we're talking about explicitly specifically today is friendships relationships with those who are of the affirming persuasion and live out that belief and so these aren't people again to be clear we're not talking about lgbtq people who don't have a christian faith who don't follow jesus these are people who follow jesus they say they follow jesus they go to church maybe or they or whatever um but they just have this you know big divergence, I guess, from where, from where we're coming from with the choices we've made and the decisions we're making in our, in our respective paths of following Jesus. So that's what we're talking about. Um, when we're talking about side A and side B or side A and everyone else <laughs> who follows Jesus. Um, I was really curious because I'm going to get y'all's perspective soon, but I put a poll out in our Yabbers group and I wanted to know, I wanted to, I was putting, I put on my investigator's hat and I wanted to know from our Yabbers group, about 150 guys all over the world in our Yabbers group, um, and I put the poll out to them and I put this question saying, how many friends, and I use the word friends specifically, not an acquaintance, not a person that you know, or a person that you used to know, but how many friends do you have currently today who are side A? And my three choices were zero, one or two, or three plus. So I wanted to see how connected to side A folks people in our group were. And I was actually really surprised that it was pretty much evenly split down the group. Um, we had, we actually had a tie between zero side A friends and one or two side A friends um, with 17 votes each and then 15 votes for people who had three, three or more side A friends. So I was surprised by that. Honestly, I was expecting a little bit more of a tilt. Um, I, for some reason, I was thinking more of a tilt toward the zero. Um, that was just my, that was just my thought, but looks like assuming everyone understood the question, I'm, that's, that's the thing. I'm assuming everyone understood what side A and what it all, what it all was that I just laid out and what Dean just laid out. Um, but according to that poll, it seems like it's pretty even across the board. People either have some or several even side A friends or a couple or zero. It's like pretty evenly split across our community, at least in our group anyway. So that's the scientific uh, data. I don't know what the margin of error is on that as far as our entire listenership goes. But I wanted to poll the room now, the Zoom room that we're in. I want to hear from you guys. How many would you put into that category? Who would you call, like how many would you call a friend, not an acquaintance, not someone you hear from every once in a while, but like a friend. Um, you, you have no problem using that word, calling them your friend. Um, which, how many would you say, you guys? I'm definitely three plus. I mean, three plus. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's well above three for me uh, of side A friends for sure. Okay. What about you, Matt? As of right now, five. Ooh, you have a specific number. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Over three yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's honestly the, the data follows with, with me too, because like I'm, I would definitely be more in the zero, one, two category. It kind of depends on what, uh, 
what you call a friend. And again, I, I as a four, uh, have very like high standards, I guess, as far as what is a, what is a friend. So maybe that's why I'm a little flexible with the one or two. But um, but it's not as many for me, for sure, uh, compared with you guys. Um, and so I'm actually excited then for this conversation because I feel like it gives us a lot of diversity in the room to talk about how we interact with these people. So for this conversation, as we're talking about side A friendships, um, when I was thinking about it, when I was scoping this episode out, I, I kind of saw two paths forming. And when we're talking about side A friends, there's two ways that we can acquire them. We either acquire them when they've always been side A, we met them, we knew them, they were, maybe they had a boyfriend or they were already dating or already married and already had kids with another man. And, and that's just how we met them and got to know them as a human, as a person, and ultimately as our friend. Um, and then there's the other way that we meet side A friends, which is becoming an increasingly common story. The older I get and the more I'm in this side B revoice type of world is side B people who reach a point in their faith journey where they then switch their theology and switch the direction of their lives by adopting a side A theology and pursuing pursuing a same sex relationship or, or sexual relationship with another man. And so that's kind of the way I see this conversation going is maybe like, let's start out by talking about relationships of the former. And then we can talk about relationships of the latter, because I know we have, I had some stories from the Yabbers group, which we'll be sharing um, kind of in the back end of this conversation. But I wanted to start from the beginning. Like, do you guys, I'll start with you guys. Do you have stories to share? Um, just friendships you've made. And, and obviously we're not here to like spell out someone else's life. So this isn't necessarily more, this isn't about them as it is about you and how you approached that person and how you, how you became friends. Like, how did you learn, how did you learn to call this person friend? Um, if any particular relationships jump out at you, but these are people who you met and from the beginning, they are a Jesus follower and they are also had, they also have an affirming theology. So how, how did that relationship come about? I, uh, for me, I had um, several of the friends I have now who are side A, I got because uh, in my work for my previous church and doing LGBTQ outreach and care, um, as that started to become more evident, I had several uh, individuals reach out to me um, and they wanted to clarify something. So they they saw the language of LGBTQ outreach and care um, and they reached out and they said, hey, we just, we just want to check in. What do you, how do you define outreach and care? Like, what does that mean? to you to say you want to do outreach and care for LGBT individuals. And so I explained to them that, you know, my, my concern or my, my focus in it was uh, simply extending the love of Christ to any LGBTQ person, um, walking with them in their journey of life and essentially being there to care for them when it seems like the church hasn't done that well for them. And so we would build this common ground of that. And they would ask, well, what are your beliefs or what are the beliefs of the organization you're with? And I would explain to them say, and say, you know, we are not affirming so that we don't, our church would not condone or, or prefer, perform a same sex marriage. I said, but that does not prevent us from walking or journeying with anyone in their faith uh, no matter their own beliefs. The, the, the primary goal is simply to be the hands and feet of Christ for individuals who've been marginalized or pushed away. As I said, at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell someone what they should do between being side A or side B, between affirming and non-affirming. I'll introduce Jesus Christ, and I will encourage them to pursue their faith above everything else, pursue Christ above everything else, and answer that question on their own. And that actually was, ended up 
going very well. I had developed some great friendships out of that because we met on the common ground of simply caring for LGBTQ, LGBTQ individuals, especially teens. Um, one of the individuals I became uh, friends with um, uh, is, a, is a trans man. And so for him, he's very passionate about seeing teens uh, not hiding away, not being ashamed of themselves, and actually being able to talk about what's going on in their lives openly. Um, and he has a massive heart for the gospel. He has Jesus freak tattooed on himself, loves Christ, loves the gospel, loves people. And so we build this common ground of, okay, we have a passion to see the gospel spread in our community. We see, have a passion to see people come to know Christ. And we had a difference of belief, but it wasn't preventing us from still sharing that passion for the gospel because for both of us, we saw the sexuality, the belief of sexuality as secondary to reaching people for the gospel, especially those who've been pushed away before. Um, so in, for me in those friendships with individuals who are, you know, I meet them and they are side A, they're affirming. We usually build the common ground on a shared faith and we build the common ground on a passion for the gospel recognizing there's a difference in the beliefs in regards to sexuality and how we live that out. But knowing that if we have a focus on the gospel, that doesn't prevent us from basically working together to see the gospel spread around us. Yeah, that's awesome. And as you say that, like, I just need to put this out there because I know, like I mentioned earlier, we have a very diverse listenership, conservative, progressive, everywhere in between. Um, and actually in the Yabbers groups, when I posted about this topic, I had to keep the, the, the conversation a little bit on track because it's so easy and y'all know this better than anyone, you know, it's so easy to quickly d divert into a conversation about labels and, and wait a minute, but if they're side A, but wait, are they actually believers? Do, are they actually following Jesus? What, what is this conversation? And like I said, that's another, that is another conversation. And maybe, maybe we'll do an episode on that someday, but, but right now we're just talking about like, we're all like, okay, let's, let's assume, let's just for the sake, all everyone on across the spectrum, let's assume that we are all following Jesus, but we just have a really big disagreement about this one particular area with, with sexuality and what to do with it. Um, we're kind of just, we're starting at that point. And so in a future episode, we might backtrack and we might dive into that. I'm not opposed to that certainly, but, um, but that's just kind of where I'm at. Cause I don't want, I don't want people to turn off the episode just because they are for whatever, for whatever persuasion, whatever belief you come from. Um, if you, if you disagree with, with whether someone is a follower of Jesus or not, because of this issue we're we're kind of we're, we're skipping that intentionally for, for the sake of the story, but, but thank you for sharing Dean. Cause like, yeah, I love, I love the work you've done with, with a lot of people. I've participated a little bit here and there with, with panel discussions and, and various conferences. And so it's cool to, to hear more of your perspective from a ministry standpoint. And, and like, certainly, man, hopefully no one across the board has any opposition whatsoever to a, a side, a trans man helping teenagers and youth, like live healthier, safer, productive, more fruitful lives. Like that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Um, Matt, what about you? I know you have at least one story. You, you have probably many stories to share, but pick, pick one for the sake of time. Yeah. So I have one person who was side A. Um, it, it's funny how our friendship um, developed was because he asked a question about my uh, heritage, my culture where I lived in on the reservation. And um, at first, I didn't know that he was side A. I didn't know these labels, all that stuff. And through the years, um, through like 10 plus uh, years of friendship, um, he, me and him would, would, would just like um, debates here and there. But uh, mostly it was just him just being himself and um, 
he would have like a uh, boyfriend's uh, relationship here and there. And through that, um, just me just treating him like a regular person, like nobody um, not condemn, condemning, condemning him. There we go. Um, uh, what he's doing, all that stuff. And um, for him, he is kind of like me. He's an eight. Uh, he's more of an intense person than me, but uh, yeah, oh. for reals. Yeah, he, no, for reals, he he is. And um, th- through through his friendship, um, I learned how to just be um, just nonchalant with a person who is um, side A. So I mean, like if somebody is side A, like okay, it's like I don't care. And uh, for for him, he he definitely loves Jesus. He loves. Uh, he he grew up as a uh, a pastor's kid, just like me. So when we me and him talk about um, church stuff, he's like he he's on it. He knows what I'm talking about and stuff that uh, that I struggled with. Like he grew up um, struggling with uh, as well. And um and of course, like he tells me about like his um, dates, relationship, all this stuff, and um and. It, it, it's funny just just through that I, I i learned how to respect him i learned how to love him and at the same time um that there are times i mean i really can't change anybody's mind like i can we can debate and all that stuff but if like a person is going to change your mind whether they want to switch to side a to side b or whatever um it's it's going to be on them it's not i mean it's it's everything is not going to be on me i'm not going to be like their savior of all that stuff and i i learned how to um if I have a disagreement with them, then I have a disagreement group. I have a disagreement with them, but I'm not going to kill off the relationship because I um, have my own beliefs, um, whether it be side uh, B, uh, Y, X, whatever, all that stuff. And it's like, no, it's like um, you are in that person's life for a reason. And, and if uh, they're doing this, then just let it go and let them, let them be them and just like be a good friend. And that's how I, I mean, th- that's usually how I um, go with uh, relationships with um, side B guys. And I mean, it's it's been pretty fruitful. Um, I've learned from them. They've learned from me. Um, but in the end, they are people. And in the end, um, they have, they are made in the image of God and all, and all that stuff as well. And um, may, I, I think I'll, I'll share a, a quote. I probably said it like a long time ago, but I'll, probably reiterate it at some points so yeah i'll i'll say that later oh teaser everyone there's a quote coming <laughs> yes yes no i love your attitude matt because that is such a healthy attitude to have this is you integrating toward two matt um that you don't have to win the argument you can just be a good friend you can just love them for who they are and and ultimately like that is such a huge relief and weight off of our shoulders that we don't have to save anybody we don't have to change anyone's mind we don't have to we don't have to do that. We can rest in letting Holy Spirit do it and just trust, be a good friend, be the hands and feet of Christ, as Dean was saying. Cause like, um, that is something that like I used to struggle with. I used to think that I had to have my entire theology laid out and I had to have all the points and all the arguments and all the things laid out as this was all new to me. And people were, were starting to throw out these two sides out there and, and what different sides of this issue believe. And, um, that's not to say it's not important to have, you know, good discussion. Like, I think it's great if people are gifted in having, you know, good, fruitful academic theological discussion like that's obviously necessary and needed but um speaking to my own just personality and my own giftings like I feel way better about myself when I can just tell my story and I can just talk about what God is doing in my life and and certainly that's going to manifest in my decisions that and the the 
path that I'm taking with my faith and my sexuality, but I don't have to convince anybody. If people are, are convinced of my story, if they see Holy Spirit doing something in me, then, then that's obviously all, all the more power to him and that's nothing in me. But um, it's amazing when you can just have that rapport. And I love that you brought up a friend who is also a pastor's kid and is also an Enneagram 8. And so there's probably a lot just in common, um, far beyond the sexuality issue alone. And so that's really cool that you have, you have that to go off of. I think for me, when we're talking about friends who, who you would meet as a side A person, I just don't really have a history for it. Like, again, I, I love that you guys do because it adds diversity to the conversation, but I'm sure there's plenty of people listening who also are just struggling to even figure out how they fit into this conversation. Because like for me, the only two stories that come to mind, um, the first one's really quick because I met him. I actually have blogged about him a couple of times. He was the first guy to ever hold my hand and the only guy who's ever tried to kiss me. So I've blogged about that and I'll link about, I'll link both of those um, posts in the description because they're fun, fun little stories. But, um, but yeah, there was this one guy that I met back, back in the day, back when internet blogging and storytelling and all that was, was very new to me and to, to Dean and to Matt. Um, I met somebody who maybe, maybe this is a bit of a cheat. Maybe he wasn't side A at the time, but he was definitely side A ish. We'll we'll say that he followed Jesus was super active at his church. Um, and he, he was definitely leaning that way if he wasn't already there. Let's, let's just say that. Um, case in point, him making a move on me. So there's, there's that. Um, and maybe we'll have some conversation, bonus Yavalog conversation later about what do you do when a side A friend comes on to you? That could be a fun conversation. But, uh, but yeah, for me, it was, it was, it was hard because there's a lot about him that I connected with. He was also artistic and, and it was funny. And, you know, there was some things we connected over, but, but at the core, like this whole, the side A, side B divergence and, and the fact that he was pseudo romantically interested in me was kind of a turnoff. If I'm just going to be honest, like it just didn't inspire me to want to remain in his life and to, to continue to be friends. It didn't feel like there was a foundation there to, to build off of. And, and there were other factors too. Like we used to live closer together and then we just moved farther away. And so that just inevitably adds a distance to the relationship. But, um, but that one, that one was one that fizzled out quickly. Um, and that was super early. This was a, at least a decade ago. I don't even remember. It's been, it's been at least 10 years, but, um, so that one comes to mind. And then the other one, which was still a little while ago, I think probably six or seven years ago, I was living in Southern California at the time. And I was feeling lonely, honestly, I was really lonely, kind of desperate for friends, not having a good, uh, didn't have a good track record getting connected at a church anywhere. And, and so where did I go? You guys Craigslist. <laughs> remember when Craigslist had personal ads? Remember when that was a thing? I can oh, say it now. It no yeah. Exists. And the, the, oh. yeah, Craigslist was the reason why I used to hook up a lot. So if you ever want to hear my hookup story. I can say it now because I never want to plant seeds in our listeners' heads about things that they could do, but they can't do it anymore. It doesn't. Yeah, I hooked up like, oh. over Craigslist. No. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Well, to bring hey, up that's the reason why memories. you, you and I, uh, uh, Dean, have the almost have the same story, similar story because of Craigslist. Yeah. It's Craigslist. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me finish let me finish my story because I'm not talking about a hookup. I did not do that. Sounds um, like yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, there was like a law. Some some law was passed, and so Craigslist had to shut down their personal ads because it might have been like a. I don't know. They might've been sued or something by somebody. So anyway, um, there used to be personal section on, on Craigslist. And one day I just was looking at it cause I was bored and feeling lonely, whatever. And, and I saw somebody, it wasn't anything about sexual, like a sexual interaction or a hookup. Um, it was actually a guy who identified as a gay Christian. And I believe he posted a picture of himself. I think, I think he did. Um, and it was just like a little one or two paragraph bio about who he was. And, and he said he was lonely and was looking for fellow believers 
um, gay or not, but I think, I think he put it out there in the hopes of connecting with other gay believers, but he just wanted to start connecting with fellow gay Christians in the area. Um, and so I saw that and I was like, huh. And he posted it several times, like over, you know, every couple of weeks, I noticed the same post popping up. So clearly he's having trouble finding somebody to connect with and befriend. And, and I don't know, this is like pretty uncharacteristic of me. It kind of shows maybe how lonely I was at the time, but I reached out to him and messaged him knowing full well, like he never spelled out that he was affirming, but just like the language he used, it was pretty clear that we, we didn't have the same approach <laughs> to, to faith and to sexuality. But, but I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to, grab coffee with him. And little did I know, this is, if you already think this was uncharacteristic of me, he like messaged me back right away. I was like, I'm free now. Can I, what Starbucks are you at? Cause I told him I was writing from a Starbucks and he actually drove like in the next hour to come see me at this Starbucks in Southern California. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? Am I about to hook up? What's happening? What's going on? And uh, it was actually, it was a fine conversation. There was nothing like he was a fine wonderful young man. He was about my age and, um, and we, you know, talked about sexuality and faith and we talked about what we believed and it was, yeah, it was very clear within the first 10 or so minutes of the conversation that he believed one thing and I believed another thing. And again, I just, I'm sure he, he was, he was a fine young man, but there was just nothing there to build a friendship on. And this is a problem I think I have as, you know, I mean, we were making jokes about the Enneagram this whole episode. This is what happens at, at, in the Yobcast, but as a four, I value authenticity. I value, I value genuineness. And if there isn't like some sort of genuine foundation, and this is kind of like a segue to side B turned side A friendships, I think. Um, if there's not that commonality there with, with, with what I believe, it's really hard for me. And I'm trying to like loosen the, the reins a little bit and not feel like every friendship that I have has to be the most deep, meaningful, foundational type of, of, of friendship that could exist. Um, cause I live in the ideal, I live in the, in the fantasy world of like, all my friends are amazing and great. And we all follow Jesus the same way together, but we're all also very diverse, very different. And so, um, so that friendship didn't go anywhere because I just, we like, we had an hour long conversation and it was fine, but there wasn't like a, any kind of burning desire to like reconnect with him and stay connected and, and learn about his life and everything. And, and I'm just, I'm just vulnerably admitting that, that I'm not the greatest person. Like maybe if I could do that over again, maybe I would stay in this, in this guy's life if he was lonely and looking for, for fellow believers to, to befriend. But as it was, as a 22, 23-year-old, young, immature, question mark, believer, I don't know. Maybe it just it wasn't my, my time to be that type of person in his life. So do you all want to rip me up now? Or do you want to say, it's okay, Tom, we still love you? No, we're going to rip you up. No, we're going to rip you up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I'm talking about authenticity as a four. Like, Matt, in the, in the words of Hillsong Young and Free, me and my best friends <laughs> are sick of pretending. We want the truth. So that is where my heart is, is that I have this desire to have these close, intimate best friends and we're all living and walking in truth together. Like that, that is the core of my essence as a four. So I hope you can appreciate it. If anybody, that. yeah, if anybody is listening to this, uh, can, um, I'm gonna ask uh, the Yobbers this. Um, if there's any opportunity to uh, slap Tom for me for making that uh, comment about no Matt, I mentioned Hillsong. I know. You're supposed to say yeah, I love that yeah, song. I, Best yeah, friends. I do, but song. you did it in like a again annoying way where I want to strangle you <laughs> again. Yabbers, Matt. No, Matt, I want to no. be in the land of enchant enchantment, entrapment with you, with the windows down in the car, blasting Best Friends down the interstate. And I want that so bad. 
So Tom, here's the thing. You say yeah, that I know you do too. So you talk about wanting authenticity and honesty. Like who just gonna say this, who amongst your friends is more honest than Matthew? Like Matt is so honest with yes, you. Matt is I am incredibly honest with you. Also, I'm you know, I'm not gonna like boast, but I'm pretty authentic and honest and straightforward with you, Tom. Like you are. You are. So you're you kind of have two of the people that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna slap you. Like, yeah, because of that that like, cheesiness. Honestly, you 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 basically ruined a song because you wanted to make it like this like stupid, like memorable, like whatever. It's the four anthem. It's God. it's the fourness in you, Tom. It's the fourness. It's the desire to be so individualistic that as soon as someone approaches you that could be close, you push them away somehow because it's the conflict of I want to be completely unique and yet have someone so close to me. And then as soon as someone gets close to you, it threatens your uniqueness. So you push them away so you can remain unique, but still then desire that closeness. Am I wrong, Matt? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We're diving. We're diving way too deep into the psychology of my essence right now. And that is, I already had therapy today. So we're done. We're done. With this <laughs> um, but I will say, I love you guys. I love the, the directness with you guys. It's one of the, one of the many things that I value in our friendship. You're welcome. But anyway, you're welcome. You are so. We love you, Tom. We will give you a kiss on the cheek. Not kiss me. on one cheek and slap you the other one. Okay. I'll give you a kiss on one cheek and then we'll both slap you on the other cheek. Yeah. Right, Matt? Yes, exactly. I, I've been wanting to slap Tom for a good five years. Oh, Matt, I can't wait until you touch me again. It'll be great. But not until my autoimmune disease is in remission. No touching until... Fine. Can I record the touching, please? Yes, you can. Yabalog. When I'm in remission, you can touch me. <laughs> Yabalog. Assuming that the pandemic is over by then, which God only knows. If you would like to see happening. Matt touching Tom, please subscribe to our Patreon at 250. That would be a great bonus video footage. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, y'all, we need to move on because I think this is a good segue... As we've, we've started dipping into these waters, it's a good segue to talk about side B turned side A friendships, which um, I have a feeling a lot of guys in our group, and this may even be its own episode someday. I think there's a lot of stories that are forming. And, you know, as this journey, as this journey, as we're in the Revoice era, Revoice started a couple of years ago, people are getting to connect more in person um, at these conferences. And there's various Facebook groups, not just ours, there's several other Facebook groups out there for, for side B believers. Um, and inevitably people switch, people change their mind, people choose a different path and they go from side B to side A and friendships have already formed and built around this community, around this issue. And now how does it change? And it's a big web of complication, at least for some people. I'm not saying it's, it's that way for everyone. You know, there might be some people even on this call that it's not as complicated as you think it is. But, but for me, for a lot of other guys, like that's a, that's a complicated thing to navigate. Um, we actually had a, one of our authors called in you guys and gave, wanted to, participate in the discussion. So I'm going to play his message right now. Hey guys, this is your fellow brother and blogger, Eugene, coming to you from St. Louis. Um, yeah, but needless to say, a pretty interesting topic here um, and also kind of a hard one as well. Um, I've, I've personally never had a close friend go side A, um, but I have had a few you know, just basic friends and acquaintances going, uh, going side A, it's hard. And like, in my case, it's hard not to like, my biggest problem is losing any sort of enthusiasm for the relationship, because in a lot of ways, it almost sort of feels like a fellow Christian friend going, uh, becoming an atheist or something. Um, so I guess my question is, I mean, assuming you guys have 
close friends that have gone side A and you're still friends with them, uh, how do you maintain any, um, any sort of enthusiasm for the friendship? How do you sort of get past that big difference and everything? Anyway, I love you guys and, uh, yeah, can't wait to hear the whole podcast when it's over. So talk to you soon. Oh, love you too, Eugene. Thank you, Eugene, for calling. Man, if any of our other authors want to call us, and our listeners too, for that matter, of course, our yabbers, but um, it's always good to hear from our fellow brothers in the storytelling realm. So we had Eugene on one of our convo casts. It was great to meet him audibly one time. Um, but anyway, let's let's get to the crux of this question because I also wanted to read this quick account um, that a yabbers post that one of our yabbers posted in the group. And then I'll get y'all's thoughts on it. He said, he said something along the same lines. He said, I wrestle with the continuing friendship with side A because it either seems like A, they expect me to be okay with it or B, they expect me to join them and or C, they want nothing about our relationship to change. Also, some side A friends seem to be waiting for my mixed orientation marriage to fail or act like I'm still pretending or lying to myself and that my marriage won't last. I found it difficult to maintain close relationships with side A folks due to this if they're interested in continuing the friendship at all. And um, that account in particular is, is unique and different because it's, it kind of correlates with your story, Dean, a little bit. You're in a mixed orientation marriage, if that's the language you would use. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another dynamic too, of like being single versus being married to a woman. And then do I continue build this friendship um, who, with somebody who's now adopting a side A theology? So there's a lot to unpack there and get into. Do, do, do any of those accounts, either Eugene's uh, voicemail or this Yabber's account, resonate or trigger any thoughts from you guys uh, it's something that i i know the the post from the yabbers group about marriage yeah that's something that i've i've pondered before i haven't necessarily had someone um in my friends who have gone side day i haven't had them come back to me and say like my marriage is going to fail or, or anything like that um and I think some of the difficulties in general, the, the thing of, okay, is it difficult or how does the relationship change? I think it depends on the nature of your relationship beforehand. I, I have had I've some really good friends go side A, or at least go to, I'm not side A or side B. I'm in between. I haven't decided. It depends, for them, it depends on if they have a relationship or not that develops. They're open to it, but they're not like actively trying to make that happen, or they wouldn't actively say they're affirming. And I think it depends on the nature of the relationship beforehand, because if the relationship I have with them is based on like the thing that we share is side B and that is the crux of our relationship, it's going to impact more if they uh, move to a side A, if they start affirming same-sex relationships because we've lost kind of that common ground, uh, that crux of our relationship. If that's not, if there's other things that we have, things might change about the relationship um, but it's not going to remove it. The only thing, the only situation I could think of where I would probably wrestle or struggle would be if it was someone who was a mentor of mine uh, that was very invested in speaking in my life, moved into an affirming position, and they started investing in me in a way that they were saying, "I'm, you know, trying to move me into that." In which case, then for I, and for that purpose, I would put some distance between us. Simply for the fact of they would be they wouldn't be necessarily seeking out my best interest. They would be seeking out uh, a resolution or a resolving of conflict of beliefs, which shouldn't have to happen anyway in a mentoring relationship. And so I would if they were actively trying to 
push me into an affirming belief along with them, I would be concerned about that. But that would be, again, someone who was mentoring me and investing me and their intention became to move me into that. Otherwise, it's, like I said, it depends on the nature of the relationship. If it's a, we relate only because of this, then yeah, you're going to have a hard time continuing that friendship um, because there could be just... It could be presuppositions of what it's going to mean for you to continue to be friends in the future. If it's built on other things, the relationship may change. It may not change. And that's something that if you're worried about that, it should be discussed openly. It should be discussed with respect and just saying, what does this mean now that we started with this belief together and you've moved here? Is there an expectation that I'm moving? Is there? Is it okay if we never resolve this, this difference of beliefs? What does that look like? And having that respectful conversation. Yeah, that's really wise. I mean, what you said about mentoring, um, some people might take that to like counseling as well. If that's, if that's an issue with counseling and therapy to have someone who's more theologically aligned with you. Um, I can sort of relate with that a little bit. I won't go into my, into my story with that, but um, um, yeah, when I think about my own story and I think Eugene's story parallels my, in many ways, Eugene, you guys is like me, but like the next version, like years down the road, like he, he found our little blog community um, and has met a lot of people where he lives there in St. Louis um, through conferences and groups and things. And, and I think that's the problem that I've always had is that I've never had just an organic meet aside a person at my school, at my church, at my neighborhood. And, you know, wherever I am out and about in life, creating some sort of commonality beyond the sexuality. I think I've just, I've just never had that access and that, um, connection with somebody because all of my, you know, connections with, with not all, but I would say the vast majority of my connections with, with fellow, um, fellow believers attracted to the same sex, whether they identify LGBTQ or SSA or or what have you, um, is that they come from the side B world of the internet and everything. And it's hard, it's hard to ignore that that's like the thing that drew us together and, and how we even met each other in the beginning with versus at a school or on a study abroad venture or, you know, what have you, like, um, and so I, I see, I see where Eugene's coming from a lot with my own story, um, and how hard it is when it's like, yeah, that inevitably that is the foundation, that is the starting point for the friendship. And then, so then the issue becomes, do you have that awkward conversation? Or it doesn't have to be awkward, I guess. But if you're a conflict averse person, that can be, that can be a hard conversation to have about, like, okay, are we still friends? Is it going to be different now? What is, what is the, what are the boundaries? What are the, how has things changed? How have things stayed the same? Um, I think if you can have that conversation, that's that's great. But um, but I understand that that's that's a hard one to have, both from Eugene's perspective and then the the guy that commented who's in a mixed orientation marriage. Um, Matt, what say you? What do you, what do you got to say about this? Yeah, I got some stuff to say. So um, this goes for um, okay. So I'm gonna kind of talk to uh, side A people who are listening to this. Um, Wait, we have those. I hope we do. We, we might. If, yeah, we absolutely. There's got to be somebody yeah. listening who does. Yeah, or, or, if, or if somebody who is listening to us and is thinking about switching to side A or whatever, or they're just like in the middle or something like that. So we definitely have um, those for sure. Yeah. So we, I'm talking to you guys. Um, so this is going to be a challenge to you guys. Um, hey, if any of you either side A or people who are thinking of going into side A, um, my challenge to you guys is that don't be a manipulative jerk. Because um, I've dealt with people who like went on to side A's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's like this, like, I'm so happy and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, good for you. And then they tried to like use their, their talk and like either uh, whether through debates or whatever. 
but you can sense that there's kind of like an, an agenda behind what they're saying. And for a, for a person like me, I don't like people like that. I don't like people who You're speaking like they specifically interacted that way with you or just like stuff they posted online or uh, stuff, stuff. Uh, well, actually both like, both. yeah. Yeah. So someone who went side A, like you, you have experiences with people who wanted to try to persuade you to their side. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, it's like if, if you want to like quote unquote persuade somebody, um, don't do that. Like if you want to be friends with somebody who is a, a side B person who, who has that conviction of uh, being a side B person, dude, just leave them alone and have like a friendship with them. Like, and another thing for side B people um, answering those, those the questions um, is that don't, and I'm going to have to basically repeat what Dean said. It's like, don't have a friendship that's all only about side B stuff or sexuality stuff. There's more to a person. There's more to you. There's more to the other person than that. Like whether, whether it be movies, um, sports, I don't know, or, 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 or something like that. You, you have sports? other qualities. Yeah. Shut up. I'm talking. So you, you, you have other qualities that you can anchor your friendship in. It's like, it doesn't have to all be about like sexuality, like with me and the friend that I was talking about, uh, for, for me and him, we have other qualities that's um that anchor us our, our, our friendship for him he's side a and then like he can comment on, on that stuff so yeah it's like cool i don't care it's like you be you and and, and for me same thing as, as well and like we hardly get into debates on on sexuality stuff and theology stuff and um another thing about that is is, is that like if it's a here's a good thing Sometimes you don't need to argue with a friend or a person. Sometimes you can just say, it's like, okay, I don't understand this, but um, I'm just going to be silent and just listen to you. Like, that's also a good thing to do. And sometimes you can just like even go further than that. It's like, it's like okay, it's like, well, I don't know anything about this. So I'm just going to shut up and just listen. So basically that's it. So that's, that's one thing that I kind of want to like challenge uh, both uh, side A and side B. It's like, um, don't manipulate each other on, 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 on stuff. Like if you have other qualities to anchor your friendship, cool. If you're not, it's going to end pretty badly or it's just going to end. And that's it. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of like my um, thing with, 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 with this whole thing. It's like, it's sometimes it's not about, it's not all about like sexuality and all that stuff. And if you anchor your friendship with that, it's going to fail, whether they switch like one side or the other. So yep use some common sense it almost reminds me a little bit of what's called like friends of convenience it's like the friends that are you have because you share a workplace or you share a school or you share some sort of season of life and there can be a tendency to make that like the side b world like it's your friends because we're all side b uh and those friendships can become close but again if that's the only thing that connects you ultimately is the side b aspect if that changes you do lose that and that could be hard but it, that just means that it was a friendship of convenience. It meant that if anything else shifted, or if you didn't have that one thing in common, there wouldn't be a relationship. It just it wouldn't exist anyway. And so it's uh, I, that's something I had to learn with, with as many times as I've moved, changed jobs, all this sort of stuff. It's a uh, one of the things that I've had to work through myself and recognizing there's friendships that I have that I'm only going to have for a season because that's it. Friendships I'm going to have that I can have for life. And that's the same thing that Matt was just saying. You have to make that judgment. It's very wise. Do not make it only about sexuality and your sexuality, beliefs on sexuality because if anything changes, you will lose that friendship. There has to be other things that build the foundation. You may meet because of that, 
friendships of convenience, you can bloom into other friendships. But if that's where they stay, you're not going to, it's not going to be much of a friendship. It's not going to be a friendship worth keeping for long anyway. Yeah. And I love, I love, I mean, I love both of you guys. I love your perspectives, your maturity. You're so well-spoken. My, my four envy is showing right now. Um, of course. When is. I think of, <laughs> when I think about this issue, first of all, I love what you said, Matt, you know, manipulation is not a strong basis for any relationship, regardless of what it is. So if you're trying to, if you have an agenda for the other person, regardless of what it is, probably not going to be a successful, healthy relationship. So that's, I'm glad you pointed that out from both sides, whether one side's trying to convince the other um, or what have you. Um, and just like speaking to what you said, Dean, like not making relationships all about sexuality. Like there was a time where I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when it came to, I was trying to think of how to make that a pun for this whole situation, but cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in the sense that I was discovering, you know, side B groups on Facebook and blogging on Zanga and, and then we started your other brothers and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, you can't have too many friends, right? So let me add all these friends and have friends, 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 friends. And, and what I quickly realized uh, was that it was too much and that I had too many friendships that were based solely on, we have the same sexuality. That, and that was the basis of the friendship, essentially all these Facebook and all these digital relationships all over the world. Um, and obviously I, you know, we have our Yabbers community and I love our Yabbers. Hear me, Yabbers. I love all of you. Um, and I genuinely do. And I've had a fantastic time befriending so many in our community, whether, whether through our Zoom rooms and Skype nights or whether through these yearly retreats that we've had or, or travels crisscrossing the country and grabbing coffee and, and seeing them in their hometowns. Like I've, I've absolutely befriended people within our community, but um, I've been very intentional these last couple of years to very like to limit my exposure and to very, um, to be very intentional about not making sexuality the basis for all of my closer friendships. Cause they can be certainly a basis for some of them. And they are, it's inevitably how I met you guys and how I've met so many guys in our Yab community. And that's, I can't erase the history of how I met you and how we came to be. And I'm grateful for the internet and I'm grateful for the ability for us to have connected as we did all those years ago. But, but as it stands, like I know I need other people in my life too, straight and gay for that matter. Um, and like, what if, so like, again, going back to my exposure, like I just haven't had the exposure of meeting somebody at a workplace or at a school that I strike up a friendship with. And then I find out like months down the road, years down the road, oh, oh, you're gay, you're attracted to the same sex. Oh, you're, you're dating a man, but you also follow Jesus. Oh, I didn't know that. Let's talk about that. And let's build a friendship based on all the other stuff that we've already built a friendship on. Um, I've just never had that experience. And I'd like to think that that's an experience I can have one day. Um, but as it is now, I, I do not. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, it's good stuff to chew on that uh, if sexuality is the basis of it. If side B is the basis of it, like, like, yeah, there's a chance that that could change someday. It's, it's happened multiple times for me. I imagine it's happened multiple times for you guys as well, with, with friends in your lives that have switched over and maybe you remain friends, maybe you don't anymore for various reasons, but, um, but and that's gotta be something you have to be aware of. Cause I admit, I kind of lived in a, a naive little bubble <laughs> a couple years ago thinking that, Oh, that never happened to me. I hear stories of that happening to other people and other communities and other friends, but, um, but surely not me, not the friends I have chosen for myself, but, um, but yeah, inevitably, older you get, it's like, this is going to be a more common story. And like I said, I think this is a, a topic we'll revisit again one day. Cause I think it is a more common story that, that is happening as we, as we progress down this road. Yeah. So yeah, with, with that, I would have to agree with you. It's, it's basically just part of growing up. It's like, if you live in this bubble, especially this uh, Christian bubble or this side B Christian bubble, it was like, where he's like, okay, all my friends are going to be like side B stuff. It's like, no, it's like in, in reality, people change and people have different perspectives on, on a lot of stuff and all, and you're going to sooner or later, you're going to have to grow up and be okay with 
people changing. And not only that, but also be okay and get to a point where you're just nonchalant about it. It's like if somebody is coming uh, to you that has, um, who, who call themselves a Christian and is a side A, you're just one of these days, you're going to have to be like, okay. And like, and if you guys form a friendship with that, that's cool. If not, then that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, I, I think there's a lot of people um, who has, who have this perspective of just like, they have this like click this group and they're, 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 they're inside of their bubble and they don't want to, uh, they, 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 it's like their safe space. And sometimes the bubble's nice. <laughs> yeah. But it needs to pop because that's not reality. It's like, you need yeah. to freaking, you need to freaking grow up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting because I actually I remember it. I wrote a blog a few years ago called "Our Sexuality Doesn't Make Us Friends," because you did, yeah. Because that was one thing that was happening was there was a little bit. It was early on in Yob, and it was a little bit this thing of I almost felt like okay, I feel like some people are assuming that I'm friends, like, and I, I'm I'm I don't hate you. I just not friends. I don't I don't know everyone here and uh, there's it's going to take more than just that and it's kind of a shame because i feel like we would like the side b world i feel like we should be used to this because this is what happened uh this happened back in 2013 exodus shut down we had leaders who were proclaiming a a christian life that did not affirm same-sex relationships that collapsed pretty terribly and you think we would be used to this, and yet we are now here, less than a decade later, kind of in the same thing again, where someone goes from side A to side, side B to side A, and it's this heartbreaking moment. And I'm not—I don't want to take away from the difficulty that can cause or the tension that can cause the relationships, but it is the maturing aspect. Going, this can't be the only way we make our friendships, and it might be a loss of future opportunities to be friends with that person or future friendship that we could have. Uh, because we don't share that anymore. But we do have to recognize that, as Matt said, people change. And this is going to be our part of life. No matter what we have, whether it's Exodus or something else, people are going to change, people are going to leave. And we have to be ready to handle that when it comes. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And uh, it's it's interesting. When you get to a point where you kind of like are, basically you don't care. And it's like, okay, like this person like switched from side B to side or, or, or whatever. And it was like, okay, well, how does that affect me? Because it really doesn't affect me because I have my own life to live. I'm not going to perceive my life into another person's life. Like if they switch, it's on them. It's not on me. And it's like, and it comes down to, it's like, how is my walk with Jesus? Like, how is it right now? And if I'm, if, if my life is basically, um, on a pedestal of, of, of what they think of what, how, how they live on, on the stuff. Like my, my like question to that person is like, are you like really taking care of yourself? Or is, is your walk like really your own? If you're, if you have like somebody like trying to like, you have, you have your life anchored on another person and they fail you. It's like, you're going to fail like pretty hard. You're going to fall down pretty hard. It's like, that's the reason why you need to take care of like your own self. And yes, there's going to be some stuff that challenges uh, your, your faith and your mind. But like, dude, it's like, you are your own person. It's like, you are your own, um, uh, uh, you, you have your own faith. And it's like, if you are not willing to grow up, you're going to be a, 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 basically a child. It's like, you need to freaking grow up. And some of these stuff, like with what we're talking about, and uh, have sometimes having a friendship with a person who is side A or a non-Christian. It's like, 
you one of these days it's going to happen and no one's immune to this and especially with change no one's immune to change like all of this stuff is a part of growing up and sometimes a lot of you guys need to grow up boom take it from the eight y'all need to grow up <laughs> y'all out there listening nobody nobody in here needs to grow up. no i've i've like experienced a lot of heartache in this issue and it's like a way an awakening to wake up and be like is my faith strong enough to withstand if every single one of my side B friends switched to side A, would my faith still stand? Would I still follow Jesus the way I feel convicted by him to do so? And that's the crux of it all for me is like, am I putting my faith in the people around me? That's not to say God can't use the people around us because he absolutely does. And I'm a huge believer in community. That's obviously a huge cornerstone of our, of our community is, is having brotherhood and having strong, um, strong male, especially strong male relationships in our community. But, um, but is that the bedrock? Like, what is the ultimate bedrock, the ultimate cornerstone of our of our walks? And um, and it's been a huge journey in me for me the last couple of years of realizing that yeah, God absolutely has used men in my life. He's used you two in my life just to put names to it, names and faces. Um, and He's also used other people as well, and um, some people who are no longer in my life and no longer am I in theirs. And so, what do I do with that? Do I do I abandon my faith altogether? Do I switch theologies? Do I what do I do? Um, it's been a huge, it's been a huge point of maturity for my faith journey. It's been a huge point of maturity just in my relationships as well, because I like, I think like Eugene and like a lot of our listeners grew up in Christian bubbles and went to Christian school or homeschooled or Christian college and church and Wednesday night and Sunday night and all the, you know, all the stuff. And, um, and so when all of a sudden this, like this side B side A thing comes up, it's very jarring because it's something I'll, again, I'll speak for myself, but I know it's echoed by some percentage of people listening that all of a sudden it's very jarring when something that feels anti-Christian or not as Christian as we're accustomed to enters our sphere directly in a very, in a very personal, intimate way with, with how we approach our sexuality and how we built these friendships. So I, I feel, I see both sides of it. I, I feel the empathy and the hardness of it. And I, also, and I also take Matt's constructive criticism about, I need to grow up and we, we all need to grow up because we do. Um, but I also empathize with everyone listening. So I want that to come across as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard stuff. It's hard stuff to grow up, Matt. Yeah. Yes, it is. I agree with you. Well, y'all, I I had like a whole, like we had seven or eight other questions. I feel like we're running low on time. And I almost, I want to put this out there. Spontaneous question for you guys. Would you be down, not next time, because I think we need to do some, some another episode topic next time. But would you guys be down to revisit this topic at a future date and kind of continue this conversation? Because there are some things, some yabbers, I'm not going to spoil it, but one of our yabbers posted like one of the most just beautifully worded, insightful, just professional questions. And I feel so bad because I know if I ask it now, we're going to talk for the next 20 minutes and we, we just don't have the time. We're out of time. We've talked so much today. So, so that's the main question right now. Would you guys come back and do a follow-up conversation on this one day? And it's okay to say no. Um, actually, yes. And you just reminded me of the quote that I wanted to... Okay, uh, hold on. I need to get Dean's answer. Dean, will you come back one day and discuss this further? Of course I will. Perfect. <laughs> I think there's, yeah, I think there's a lot here worth... Um, diving deeper into because this is a this is a big conversation and um but before we go matt yes you teased us a quote way back like on minute 12 of this episode so we need to know what this quote is that's going to rock our worlds we're all ready to be blown away going to change our perspectives we're going to tweet it out right away when we hear it what what is it what is it matt yeah so yeah i i wanted i think this quote um we can end on this quote 
And this is what uh, I, I kind of like, not really for my life with, but uh, how I view other people with. And uh, this challenged me when I first heard it like a, a, a very, very long time ago. And I think I said, I, I quoted this in, in past podcasts before, but if I did, oh, well, you guys can hear it again. And, but I think this is a good, this is a good challenge for uh, not only myself, but to everybody uh, around you. So of course, this is from Robbie Zach- the Robbie Zacharias, uh, the late Robbie Zacharias um, now. And this is what he had to say. Um, he said, I have no right to violate you as an individual. I have no right to violate your property. I have no right to invade your life because you are made in the image of God. You have a right to make your choices. I have no right to stand in the way of your choices after, or either. But choices will always have consequence. And so what I say to you is God gives you the greatest compliments in telling you that you are made in Amago Dei, in the image of God. And Jesus Christ takes that so specifically. He says that you are, he says to you that your body and mine are the temple of the living God. We don't go to the temple. We take the temple with us. This is invaluable. Over the years, I've lost some friends, particularly in this world of side B and side A and uncovering some magic from the internet and feeling Truly feeling the Lord connecting people, not only across the country, but around the entire world. And needless to say, it's been difficult, if not devastating, to not only see the magic run out, but to see it corrupted and disintegrated. For friendships to wither and fall away when I never expected or anticipated such things to ever happen. I remember one in particular that kept me up at night. I'd cry tears into my pillow and think about all the experiences we've had and the shared sacrifice of laying down our wills and our ways as we followed Jesus together, as we pursued this call on our lives. And while there were many other factors to the friendship's ultimate failure. I can't help but wonder how much I put more stock in him or in the concept of of brotherhood than I did in the Savior himself. The famed evangelist and writer of the devotional My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers, had this to say about Jesus. He said, there is only one being who can completely satisfy to the absolute depth of the hurting human heart, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. In one of Chambers' devotionals, he references John 2, how in verses 23 through 25, it reads as follows. Now when he, Jesus, was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. And Chambers goes on to to explain and to say that our Lord trusted no one, 
never placed his faith in people. Yet he was never suspicious or bitter. Our Lord's confidence in God and, and in what God's grace could do for anyone was so perfect that he never despaired, never giving up hope for any person. If our trust is placed in human beings, Chambers concludes, we will end up despairing of everyone. And so, my brothers, let us truly, definitively put our hope in Christ, our Lord, not in our fellow man, though we need him, not in the church, though we need her, not in food or clothing or shelter, though we need those things too. Above all, may our ultimate covering, our everything, our awakening and our lying down, our well and our infusion flow from Jesus. May he inhabit our hands and feet amid a world so desperately in need of him, his words of life, his presence and healing touch, his mercy, his justice, his acceptance of where we are and his charge to pick up our crosses and follow him daily. May we represent him well with each step, wherever we go, with whomever we meet and befriend along this journey. And may we stand strong in our stead, never losing sight of his way and his call to us, despite the many swirling calls surrounding us. Not our will be done, but his, ever and always, step by step. Y'all, I wanna hear your stories and your questions. I know you have questions because we got so many other questions submitted that we just didn't get to today. So maybe the way I, the way I envision a part two to this, maybe we just do it, it's just all Q and A. We just like have a whole bunch of questions. We've already shared our stories, you know, that's already out there. Um, as far as side A friendships in our lives or lack thereof <laughs> from my, from my perspective. Um, but yeah, I'd love, I'd love to maybe do another episode sometime with you guys and just have, have questions that we just kind of roll through and, and get through those together. Um, but in the meantime, I'd love to hear y'all's perspectives, y'all's story, please comment on our episode. You can go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast, find the episode 62 post on side A friendships and tell us a story. Tell us about side A friends in your life. Do you have them? Do you not? Um, why or why not? And, and just tell us, tell us whatever you feel comfortable sharing about your, your interaction with um, the side A, with the affirming world and, and, and developing friendships with those people. Um, I'd love to hear that's hard, that's easy. Um, it follows the trend in our Yabbers group, which is pretty even across the board, whereas people have a lot of them or a few or none, none at all. So um, I'd love to get your perspective on our website. Always free, feel free to comment. We love getting comments on the site. Um, and if anything in our episode inspires you to lend your audible voice, please join in on this hot new trend, which is calling the Yab line 706-389-8009. Program it into your speed dial. Put us in your top eight and, um, and let's, let's get you on the show. It'd be awesome to have more listener feedback on the show, whether you have a story to share um, or questions to ask. If you have a question, maybe we'll save that for, for our part two episode whenever we get to doing that in the future. So, um, so yeah, this is a really great episode. Thanks again to our sponsor, Coins. Y'all make sure you go out and spend your coins. This is Tom 
telling you to spend your coins, save the U.S. economy, and probably the world economy too, for all that, for all I know. Um, wow. All you gotta do is spend your little nickels and your dimes and your quarters and your half dollars. You guys have those? My my grandfather used to give half dollars. They were so cool. They're like the most gigantic, ridiculous coins. <laughs> but anyway. Oh dear heavens. And thank you, Matt and Dean. This is a great episode. Thank you guys. Thank you again, Matt, for skipping church. Dean for not falling asleep and snoring the whole episode. Thank you for doing that. Um, we'll be back, you guys, in, gosh, two weeks. We're doing this every two weeks again. I need to get back into the rhythm, back into the flow. Um, we'll be back with an all-new Yobcast in two weeks, so stay tuned for that. And um, if you're a patron, if you're a Yobber, you might be getting a bonus episode, a Yabalog coming soon, so stay tuned for that as well. Um, that's all for this episode of Your Other Brothers Podcast. For all your other brothers, my name is Tom. I'm Dean. Hugs and kisses. I'm Matt. No hugs and kisses for Matt. No. <laughs> Reminding you, you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. Theme music is Fear Is Not My Lover by Nathan Rousseau. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009 you can also email us at podcast at your other brothers.com or write to us at your other brothers p.o box 843 asheville north carolina 28802 if you enjoy our show consider rating and reviewing us on apple podcasts you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. Finally, if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks like bonus podcast content, access to a secret Facebook group, regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash your other bros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.